Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm so excited for today's episode. I don't think I've covered this before in any of the previous 22 episodes. So I'm really excited to bring this because I know that I've made a post or two about it on my Instagram, but I haven't brought it anywhere else really. So I'm really excited to see how this resonates and just kind of see what feels correct and what doesn't for you. So I'm going to talk about this as a projector and as if a projector is listening to this, but also if you want to share this with like your generator friends or generator clients or anybody who's a different type other than a projector as well, because it, it does actually affect everybody. So I'm, I'm really excited, if you couldn't tell. So what I want to bring to you today is the fact that just because you are a projector, a manifester, or generator, manifesting generator, or reflector, doesn't mean that you only have one strategy that you're using all the time. And what I mean by that is that your strategy is largely based on the, not necessarily the majority of the channels that you have, but of pretty much your authority channel. So this would look like um, the 6 to 59 for emotional generators, or it could be the 1-8 channel for self-projected projectors. But really, it comes from the makeup of your different channels and what is defined. So let's say you're a generator and you have that 6 to 59 channel between the emotional center and the sacral center. That is a generated channel. But if you also have not just that channel, but if you have another channel and it's, let's say the 18 to 58 from the root center to the splenic center, that is not a generated channel. That is a projected channel. So the same strategy, you're not going to use the same strategy for those two. Your generated channel has the strategy of a generator. Your projected channel has the strategy of a projector. So let's say you're consciously a, let's say a splenic projector. Let's just say the 1858 and the 659. Those are your two channels. Those are the only two channels you have. And everything else is open and undefined, etc. And those are the only two channels that you have. Let's say that the conscious channel, the channel that's filled in black, is that 1858, and it's the splenic center to the root center. And then let's say that you have an unconscious channel, the design side channel of the 59 to 6. So consciously, you may be feeling more like a self-projected projector than a generator. So you might feel like you actually can't tap into that sacral energy as easily as somebody who has that as a conscious channel because of the fact that really the channel that you have consciously is more easy to access, or at least we understand it because we're more aware of it. Whereas your conscious channel would then be the 18 to 58, and it wouldn't be the 6 to 59. That doesn't mean you don't have that channel. You do. But that means that your body is more the generator, and then consciously you are more of a projector. How do these two work together? What does this mean? So when we look at 
a channel that is conscious, even if it's not your authority channel. This is going to be something that comes out more when, I mean, when you're thinking about it. And also just when, it, it might be more gifts that you're aware of that you can use on a more day-to-day -day basis. And these are also things that not necessarily require that waiting for the invitation and the recognition, recognition, <laughs> making up words here. But not only the invitation and the recognition, but also it might just feel easier to use and more clear for you when somebody else does recognize that and invites you for those channels. So if you have other projected channels that are conscious, it might feel a lot easier to actually tap into that energy when you're getting invitations from somebody else or when you're actually talking to somebody else about these things. And then also when you're with the generated channels or just with your unconscious channels, these are going to be things that you just do naturally. You don't really have to think about it. It's just who you are. And that's probably the best sentence for it. It's just who you are. That's just your body. Like you're just doing these things. You're going along in your life and you're just getting it done. That's what you do. So for generators who have this sacral center that's defined unconsciously, it's going to make more sense for you to just support your body in your generated abilities by knowing that, okay, this is a generated thing. This is unconscious to me, so it just happens, and I don't really have any control over this. It, it just is there for me. So like a conscious channel for a generator would look more like, oh, I'm really excited about this. This is what I want. And mentally, you can see that. You can reflect on that. You're aware of that. Whereas for an unconscious generated channel, it might not be as consciously aware for you. It might be more unconscious and more just of a bodily feeling. And this is why it's so important to really know who you are and know what your energy is telling you and just to get in touch with your energy. Because a lot of the times... If you, if you think like, oh, well, I should already know that this is what I want, but then you don't really feel it, like if you have a conscious channel that's generated and not necessarily an unconscious channel that's generated, it might feel more conscious and aware and mental for you and not necessarily as bodily feeling. Whereas if you have it unconscious and not conscious, it'll be the opposite. Take a second and we'll be right back. So really when we're looking at these two different things, we want to not just look at them for what they are. We want to take it and apply it to ourselves. So for me, I'll use myself as an example. Usually do. <laughs> but I'm a self-projected projector, but my self-projected authority channels, I have the 13 to 33 and then the 1 to 8, and they're both fully unconscious channels. So I don't actually feel consciously like I know who I am. It's a constant question that my mind goes into over and over and over and over and over again. And like I, I get bits and pieces. Like I do know who I am, but like I can't put it into words. And that's the difference. Because just because I can't put it into words doesn't mean I'm not being who I am. I'm allowing myself to be who I am. And that's how I'm supporting my energy of being who I am. Because this is just who I am. <laughs> this is who I am. 
and this is who I will always be, regardless of if I change and evolve and grow and all these different things, I'm still me. And I don't ever have to worry about that because that's already taken care of. That's already a constant. That's already something that people feel for me. I guarantee you, and I've asked my friends and family, like, who they think I am and, like, who I show I am. And they always tend to know, oh, you're this person, you're this person, you're this person. You like these things, you like these things. And, like, you don't like this and you don't like that. You know, and they can tell me in clear words who I am and who I'm not. But if you were to ask me who I am, I'll be fumbling all day. I will be fumbling all day about who I am and trying to like say, well, I'm, I'm very multifaceted. Like I really like these things and I really like human design, but I also like the MBTI. And like, I kind of took a break from them for a little bit because I felt like too constricted. And, you know, so then I wasn't really about it. So then I was really more into like the Sims and I was doing more like that. And I was writing and doing that. But then when I got done with that, like I was ready to get back into the MBTI and human design and all these different things. And like, it's constantly like that for me because mentally, it just doesn't make sense for me. It doesn't feel like I know what I'm talking about when I say those things. But I know in my heart, I'm just being me. And that's just true. I don't have to worry about it. And then my other, so I have two conscious channels, which is the 61, um, 61.24 and 43.23. So I have that straight line. I have a lot of individual circuitry, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> Very weird over here. We like this. But it's really fun to just see how I am constantly in my mind, asking questions, getting my own answers, researching stuff, diving into all these intellectual things because I love it. It is just, it's like my air, essentially. If I'm not learning, or if I'm not like having these conversations or going through these things, I am so drained because I don't feel like I'm supporting my conscious energy. And it goes the same way. So for like your unconscious channels, you do things to support your unconscious energy. And for your conscious channels, you do things to support your conscious energy. So consciously, I need to make a point to actually include more learning, more conversations, more time for me to just think because I used to you know, my mom used to ask me, like, why I was just sitting there and staring off into nothing. And it's like, well, I'm thinking. I thought it was a totally rational thing. Like, I'm just sitting here looking outside and thinking. Because that's just what I do. That's just who I am. And that's where those statements start coming out. That's just who I am. So I hope you can see kind of like this little dance that you're doing with your energy. And you can also figure out different ways to support your energy based off of what you have defined, what you have undefined, the conscious channels you have defined, the unconscious channels you have defined. If you have something, like if you have the top um, left variable, if that one is pointing either left or right, because if you have more consistency, if you have less consistency, it really just, there's so many different aspects into, into this that it's kind of hard to really pin down for each and every person because it's it's a lived experience. Human design, I feel like, is talked a lot from the mind, or not from the mind, but more so from just a very cerebral concepts, abstracts. It's up in the air and like we can philosophy philosophize. <laughs> Good grief. You know what I mean? But like we'll be very philosophical about it, but then it's like we're not bringing it from up in the clouds into reality. We're not bringing it into our bodies. So asking yourself, just 
looking at your actual human design chart and looking at, okay, I have this 18 to 58 channel. These are what the gates mean. This is what the centers mean. It's unconscious or it's conscious. And this is how I see it from how I've used it before. And it's usually by looking back, at least for me, because I have that 1333. <laughs> but I also, I like helping people look back on, okay, when was the last time you used this? Can you see this in your life? Can you see this playing out over the last year even, or six months, or even the last month or a week? Because we are constantly using these things. It's not like if you don't know about human design, you're not using it, because you are. You're constantly using your design all the time. It just is. You just are. Your energy is working for you. But we can get more into alignment and we can actually support ourselves and live happier, more fulfilled, more aligned, lighter, airier, more fun, more free if we know how to support ourselves instead of trying to work against our own design. And I want to give an example here. I'm going to use a motivation. So I had a, a call the other day and it was with um, somebody who has the exact opposite motivation as me. And motivation, if you don't know what that is, it's one of the deeper layers. It's from the variables. It's one of the deeper layers of the human design chart. There's so many deeper layers. but And your motivation is really like how you motivate yourself, if that wasn't already clear. I'm sorry if I'm, I'm not trying to make this sound like you don't know. I swear. I'm just having fun. <laughs> but your motivation is like what propels you forward, what you want to go towards, what you like doing, and where you feel fulfilled, and how you know if you're going to feel fulfilled from this thing if you're motivated by this thing. Hopefully that made sense. So my motivation is guilt. And now guilt goes into like, I want to fix things. I see something wrong, I want to help fix it. I see something wrong, I want to help fix it. And I love that. I thrive in that. Like, there have been so many different jobs that I haven't stayed at for very long. I've just gone in and, like, worked really either hard or, like, I just like being very efficient with my energy because I don't have a ton to spare. I can use other people's energy, and that's, you know, how I've survived all this time. But at the same time, it's, like, it's still draining. So I have to be very efficient with the energy that I have. So I'm very conscious about all the different things that could be going better and that could improve in the environment to help everybody's energy be more efficient. And that just makes me feel good because who doesn't want to be more efficient? Like if you had to choose between going to work and feeling drained because you have to do steps one through 20 just to get something done that you need to get done and before you move on to another task, what if there was a way you could go step one through five and already be done? and then move on to the next task. Like that just sounds so much more freeing and simpler and just, I don't know, to me that feels luxurious because I don't have to go through all the different sweat and grind of every single step. Like if we could make it more clear and concise and simple, then we could all save energy and then everybody would be a little bit happier because let's face it, at the end of the day when we come home and we're like, God, I'm just exhausted. I just want to you know, watch TV the rest of the night, which is fine, you know, but at the same time, it's like, why are you doing it? <laughs> if you're doing it because you're exhausted, maybe it's time to find different areas of your energy where you could save some of that energy to where you're not expending so much of it throughout the day. Or 
if you're a generator and you're listening to this and you feel like the generator stuff doesn't really feel correct for you because you feel burnt out, it might be because you haven't had anything that's really enjoyable in your energy recently because it's a lot easier to hold things that are lighter than it is to hold things that are heavier in our energy. For instance, if you had to choose between dancing around the house to your favorite music or doing the laundry for like three hours straight, which one would you choose? I mean, yes, you could still listen to music or whatever, and like you could get yourself more energized for that and more excited about that, and that's exactly what I tell my generators to do for things that you have to do, make it fun. But there's also just some things that like you don't have to do and that you could take off your plate. And then you'd have so much more free energy because you wouldn't be burning yourself out like that all the time. We're getting into a whole different rant. <laughs> so let's, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Conscious and unconscious energy. <laughs> this happens so much. And like, I don't know, it's something that I've like worried about a lot over my years of existence. Even when I was posting to YouTube all the time with like the INFJ stuff, because I did that for a few years before I was like started getting more into my not hermit stage but it's the roof stage because I'm about to turn 28 uh, actually by the time you listen to this I will already be 28 um, but I've just started giving more away from showing myself on something on like a video versus just having my voice be out there because my voice likes to be seen but my body's like listen we're gonna we're gonna take a break we're going to leave. <laughs> but it's something that I always worry about with tangents because I just get on a roll of something and then like something else pops in and I'm like, oh, this is really good. And then something else pops in and I'm like, oh, this is really good. And I've had friends that are that have told me like, it's just really funny seeing me like go from one to the next to the next to the next. <laughs> and they're like so with me on it. And they're like, yes, yes, this work, this is this is great. And then they'll look at somebody else and they'll like, the other person will be completely lost. <laughs> and she's like, how are you? How are you not following this? But, like, I mean, I guess I can see it. Because, like, yeah, we, we have gone on a lot of different tangents or whatever. So it's, it's just really funny. So it's something that I've always worried about. And this is, you know, me talking through it and actually, like, learning to accept the fact that I just go on tangents a lot. And I'm just going to trust that it's going to land. Even this random story about going on tangents, I guarantee you somebody out there is going to be like, me too, <laughs> because that's what I want. <laughs> manifesting it, manifesting it. So if you're that person that I manifested, what's up? <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> nice to meet you. Okay. Back to the unconscious conscious energy. So I want you to look at your human design chart and really just look at which traits and you can look at this for the de uh, defined channels and also the defined gates. The defined channels are going to be a lot stronger because there's a clear communication between the two centers and it's consistent flow of energy. But even still, the gates that you have defined, those are traits that you have. Those are gifts that you have. So I want you to look at those and look at which ones are conscious, which ones are unconscious, and actually ask yourself, do I realize that I have this one more than the unconscious one? Is this something that I feel like I am more aware of when I'm using it? And then I also want you to look at which ones are projected and which ones are generated and which ones are manifested 
because even certain gates are in the manifested channels, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a manifested channel itself. It's definitely different, but it's the same for all the different gates. A gate is not the same as a channel. A channel is not the same as, you know, the type, but it's, it's all a part of it. So it's really like which ones you find that you use the most, which ones you find that you like using the most, but also you, you use these all day, every day, and everything that you do, regardless of whether or not you realize it. And this is just a way that your energy is supporting you in getting to where you want to go. So I think it'd be really interesting, really, really interesting just to take a look at those, see what's going on, and even look at your friends, your family, your clients, see what it is that they do, because I'm sure that there are certain things that you would even see in them more, like their defined channels, their conscious defined channels, and like their unconscious defined channels, because there are certain things that you will notice more in other people, and that you will actually not notice more than them, but possibly notice more than them if it's unconscious for them. But yeah, so I think it's super interesting, and I would love to hear your thoughts. If you have any questions about this topic, please DM me on Instagram. Would love to answer questions. I'm here all week. (laughs) I love having fun. I love joking around, if you couldn't tell. So we're all weird here. We're all mad here. So you're kind of in wonderland now. (laughs) All right, I'm going to go before this gets too weird. Take that, run with it, see how it feels, and I'll see you next time. 